If you enjoy this episode of Obscure Obsessions, please remember to rate us, review us, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Nick Zaccario. And I'm Taylor Zaccario. And on this episode of Obscure Obsessions 2... Was in what movie, Anthony? Snakes on a Plane. What other movie? Star Wars. Taylor's, I can actually feel your blood pressure rising. Adam and Eve, unfortunately, did not sign NDAs. <laughs> so that's why we're in our current predicament. What, what would Pee Wee Herman sound like? Daddy! <laughs> ah! Of course, by the way, none nothing of this, in this makes, makes sense. Because you can't bring a dinosaur back to life. And now, here are your hosts. I'm going to have a sip of my, uh, my Poland spring water. I really do want us to get some kind of sponsorship yeah. by Poland. Speaking of, Anthony, in uh, what state are you in now? What state do you think I'm in? Because uh, that would be the correct one. And I, I know the answer to that. I don't. <laughs> I know it's one of the Carolinas. So he was in South Carolina. Okay, North Carolina. Yeah. That's right. Our water comes from a bathtub that somebody filled up. You know, last night I was, speaking of Godzilla versus Kong, I was, <laughs> I was watching, I couldn't sleep. Actually, technically I watched it early this morning at around 2 in the morning. And, uh, but you fell asleep, and no, then it became... No, no, no. Well, I turned it off, because if, if the movie's on, I never I never fall asleep. But uh, I, w- I was watching Godzilla vs. Kong. Anthony, I assume you've not seen that one. Although you're a Godzilla fan. Uh, yes, I do like those uh, those kind of movies. I think I saw clips on YouTube, but nothing well, that's more. Not but you're talking about the one from last year. Yeah, I'm talking about the recent one, not the... Not the, the uh, what's that called? Japanese version. Right. Oh God! Did you uh, see this recent one? No, I saw. I saw from literally a year ago. Oh, but he doesn't have. What was that? That's not King of the Monsters. No, the well, that was that the, was a few years ago. That now. was. The, it, it's a very strange. It goes technically the monster versus Godzilla. It goes Godzilla, Kong, Skull Island, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and then Godzilla versus Kong. And that you know, was Jack Black, right? No, no, that's just King Kong. <laughs> no, that's King Kong. Skull Island's the one with Samuel L. Jackson. And John Goodman. Oh. And, and Samuel L. Jackson was in what movie, Anthony? Snakes on a Plane. What other movie? Star Wars. That has to do with what we're going to... What I told you to watch two days ago. He was in the first oh, one. Yeah. He plays... Uh, you know, Hold on to your butts. Yeah. Well, like I watched Godzilla vs. Kong about the first hour. And I uh-huh. wish they would get rid of the uh, Haley... Um, not Haley Joel Osment. What's her name? Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. It's another another three, name. three names that I don't like. That's right. Because I, I was on a, a monster kick because I did watch, I watched Lost World Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, because I, I couldn't sleep. So I then watched the original Jurassic Park. I tried to do that and just got lost with track of time. So I only got to the Lost World. Which is a totally wrong way to watch. Right. It's, it's insane. Oh, I start with three, which gives everybody an aneurysm. You go three, one, two. Well, you skipped two entirely. Well. <sighs> Wells are very deep. Dr. Alan Grant, really, really, I have to but, include him. I mean, we already know my affinity towards right. Jurassic Park. Well, I tried to, I try, I listened to a little of our episode from last year, and I, I was afraid it was going to poison my opinion, because I didn't, I didn't get around to watch three. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember, and I think Anthony was there. Probably. <laughs> when, <laughs> when we saw, which Jurassic Park was it? Where We, we saw Jurassic World 1. At a packed theater. Is that the one where it was a very noisy, rowdy bunch? It was a packed theater at the Bowtie Cinemas. And it was so busy that they basically had people sitting on the floor. Remember someone fell into my lap, I feel like? Because that couple brought an infant. Yeah. The baby. Yeah. And And we were in the back row at the Bowtie, which is one of the most Neolithic, actually Jurassic era... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> movie theaters to still exist and i don't i mean there can't be many left no but the reason that that was frustrating too was that that was it was just a cheaper venue and on top of the fact too that there weren't reserved seating so it was yeah. just you know go for it was find the, a seat was the power out was that was the air conditioning out or i think it was thinking? also out so it's so. beginning of well, summer it was, it was summer definitely I mean, yeah we I remember, I thought it was like an incredible surround sound feature, but it was actually a screaming child. <laughs> That's true. That's true, because there was like four mothers and a father. Yeah. And the not one of them had control the over the entire cast of Sister Wives is yeah. behind us. And yeah. the, the screen was kind of like on the ground, 
right? Yeah, well, that's the problem with that. It wasn't the old, stadium seating. It was yeah. like the old yeah. style theater where the the screen was kind of off to the left. There's no real dead center, so yeah. everything was kind of at a, a weird angle, which made it probably more frustrating to watch. Nonetheless, particularly with the kids who are way too inappropriately right. young to be <laughs> yeah. watching a. And that's the one, right, where Vincent D'Onofrio wants to retro engineer dinosaurs as soldiers to take over military the military weapons yeah yeah that's right which is perhaps one of the dumbest i mean this series has a litany of really dumb motivations not you since know. the cast of brave little toaster went to mars <laughs> oh. there been quite such a ridiculous plot couldn't get my hand around now Andy, did you did you did you I, do as you're told i know he didn't did you watch Lost World Jurassic Park? Or did I you, did. I did. You actually watched it from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. From the beginning to the middle of the credits, because I remember there is no end credits. Isn't this amazing that the first homework Anthony's ever done in his life is to watch the second Jurassic <laughs> Park movie? And also, he's not even being graded on it. Yeah. Well, I'll grade it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Now, you know, one of the things when I started to watch it, the first thing that struck me that's weird is it's the, I can only think of one other example in, in cinema history annals of cinema history where the subtitle of a movie comes before the series title yeah because the series title is Jurassic Park it's almost like saying Return of the Jedi Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah it's a weird or part two it's off to kind of a strange part two The Godfather right <laughs> the only other example oh. I can think of is uh, the Concord Airport 79, which which is the fourth in the airport. That's the one where they're underwater. No, 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 no. no, no, no. That's the Concord. Sorry, the, the Concord is the one where where the guy who was previously a mechanic is now the captain of the Concord. That's usually the way it works. That's a strange career process. Well, you know what? The, I do. He's a tremendous interviewer. In the sort of the discussion of whether or not we would watch this movie and kind of talk about it in anticipation of the new one. Yeah. I found myself kind of not as enjoying the experience of this movie as much as I had previously. Mm. And I don't know if maybe it was just because watched it under, you know, late at night. And so I was not exactly fully awake, but I really found the experience of watching this one more frustrating than I have previously. Well, you know what's weird about this one? Is I forgot how dark... It's almost a cynical movie. And, yeah, and how unpleasant it is at times. And I going back to kind of what you were saying about the series... Airport? Name, well, no. This this one. Oh, Jurassic. Jurassic. Right. So... It doesn't roll off the tongue. Like, The Lost World's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Almost from the almost from the title on. Like, like the... Uh, <laughs> what's that one? The, the, the Mike Myers one. Oh, the Pentaveret? The Pentaveret, which is coming to Netflix. Not an easy title to say. <laughs> but you know what's weird? Well, I was reading about Because, you know, I didn't really... I just don't really think about it. But then I thought about it. And, like, the book is called The Lost World. Right. But The Lost World was actually a more famous book by Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh. Who wrote the Sherlock Holmes stories. And this, and this so was... So to it. differentiate the two. Right, to differentiate the two and, and for marketing. But right off the bat... Like I, I, this is why I, why I watched both to compare. The f opening scene of the first one is some nameless Ecuadorian or uh, where are they set? Where is this, Anthony? Costa, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Which Anthony, you went to Costa Rica, didn't you? I did. Great. Then we went. Then <laughs> where the dinosaur, where they're trying to put the dinosaur in, and it immediately and he, eats the guy. Yeah, and he eats the guy and it kills. It's, you see the flashes. It does set a tone. It's scary, but I don't know that it goes... Okay, compare that, though, with Lost World, where it's a little girl who's getting gnawed on. Do you want some roast beef? <laughs> also, who's eating a roast beef sandwich on a beach? On a beach. That's a strange... That's Anthony has... Anthony, you don't eat food on the beach, do you? Not on the... Not like that. <laughs> but, like, that's... That, that's just, uh, that's just well, a scene. It's sand. It's coarse, and it gets everywhere. Yeah. Anthony, much like Anakin Skywalker, does not <laughs> like sand. sand. <laughs> but this is correct. You know, it's, it's a very strange thing if you really think about it. Like, okay, we're going to start this movie off mm -hmm. by having a little girl attacked. And we, 
You know what, though? It does lead to what I think is an, a cool editing choice because as the parents are running around and they find the, the girl, you know, it cuts to the mom and she screams. Yeah. As she opens her mouth to scream, it cuts to Ian Malcolm mid-yawn. It's a very strange cut. Screeching. I have I to say. I don't know that I hated it. I don't know that I loved it, though. It's just, weird. and that's the tone of this movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, yeah. It's weird because I actually kind of liked the opening this time. And I know that that's Oh, I cynical. love when little girls are attacked by small dinosaurs. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that's a strange well, choice. You know what, though? We don't see those dinosaurs in the original one. True. So I think that by introducing something brand new at the very beginning of this movie, it does yeah. kind of... But if you think about it, yeah, we don't see her getting gnawed on, but later on, when Peter Stromar is attacked by the same dinosaurs, right. it lingers a little bit on... There's a lot of just desserts for people in this movie. Correct like, me if I'm wrong, but I think this one has like the most blood out of all the original three. I, 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 would, I would say that's maybe accurate. It's probably the accurate. only bloodier scene I can think of is in three when the stepdad is like just like a, a mutilated corpse. Yeah, Skelly. <laughs> yeah. It's not Ben. It's Eric. <laughs> it's not a liquid. It's a hard mess. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, you know, but Anthony's right. I'm trying to think. Of the, there's there's a scene that. Oh well. The scene with Peter Stromart, for me, I was a little surprised. Not surprised, because I've seen it before. But, yeah, they do love to show. And maybe it's okay to watch little creatures gnaw on a big yeah. guy. But also... The T-Rex gets the water fountain. Oh, the that's a good point. There's, there's a fair amount of blood in this. Because yeah, that, he, that one... Although, that is a really stupid scene. So, like, this guy is a paleontologist. <laughs> so, you would think that he was... He's, Going around to desert locations to sweep up, you know, dust and collect dinosaur bones. And he's scared of a snake. See, I didn't realize it until this time. They reference a snake earlier on in the movie. Where, where I think where they say something like, oh, we were just expecting to see big snakes. There's a reference oh, to oh, snakes um, earlier When Nick on. Van Owen says something about, like... Um, Oh, I was just going to expect to see, like, lizards or, like... Exactly, that's Something part. like that. And that, I think, is trying to set up this joke, but what science... Like, okay, I understand it, but it is a dumb way of getting the... Mo <laughs> of getting him to... <laughs> it's almost yeah. like in, uh, I think one of the... I guess it's Prometheus, where one of the scientists, like, goes and he, like, touches it. And right. You know they're only touching it. Because they need to die. Oh, God, there's a more... Oh, there's a way better example in the... Uh, in Fallen Kingdom. Did you see Fallen Kingdom? No, you didn't. In, yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Okay. The scene where Clancy Brown wants the guys... The, the, no, Ted Levine. Who's Cl is Clancy? Is that Clancy Brown? No. Shame Cl on me. Yeah, Clancy Brown oh, no. is... Uh, he, he, he's the voice of a lot of stuff. But you're right, it's Ted he Levine. Wants, he wants the DNA, right? From the, no. No, he's... No. Remember, he's... he's he much the, like Pete Postlewaite in this is that he wants... Yeah, he goes... Something in, to commemorate his kill. He goes into the... Into the... Into the, the cage because he thinks the right. dinosaur is passed out and he... Yep. And his solution... And yeah, and he gets chomped on. It's, it's... That... But that scene is... I... I... I like that one. If you remove your brain and you don't think logically because... It's stupid, but I love the idea that okay, he 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 goes out. Also, how does where is that where that T Rex go? That Malcolm is able to immediately run. Remember, they think well, he he slides under the um. There's like a little not an alcove, but there's like a little something that he ducks underneath. Yeah, but remember, the dinosaur comes in, grabs Cowboy. Oh, true, and the dinosaur pulls him out, just and, and, and yeah. then. And, and, Malcolm all of a sudden goes back, and we think it's the dinosaur. Right, and and then the Malcolm, did that dinosaur run away? Yeah, I, well, did, did he have his back turned? <laughs> to, there's there is um quite a number of moments in which people seem to just assume that oh because these massive dinosaurs have eaten one single person yeah. that it's full, it's yeah. not coming back it's for more. Like, yeah, it's almost like saying I had one potato chip, I'm done. I'm done eating. Yeah. Well, that's Anthony. <laughs> there's one, yeah, I'll have one cheese stick and I'm out. There's there's a scene that bothers the hell out of me, and I didn't remember it bothered me so much. Yeah. When I saw it again, I was like, oh no, I have to address this. Please. 
when Roland's going on his like first game hunt where they're setting up base camp. Remember how all like the ATVs and, and the um, uh, Pachycephalosaurus mm-hmm. get like headbutts the guy? Where they're doing the safari chase. Exactly. There's a shot of this Hummer going like full stop over this. Road. I know you're absolutely right. There is this ridiculous, over the top, almost Fast and Furious like scene where this, yeah. where the Hummer just like. Does a Clark Griswold across um, the the desert? Well, it's like in, uh, what's it called? In uh, Jumanji, the second movie, when they suddenly there's just a, like a Mad Max Fury Road level, like. Right. Because there's no reason for that car to be driving that, (laughs) that haphazard. I'm coming, (laughs) mom! Somebody just died. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Because like, why is that, why is that H, uh, not HIV. uh, (laughs) Hummer. Hummer. Just diving, like in, remember in, in, in National Lampoon's, in the first vacation. Right. Where yeah. Clark Griswold. They're driving through the desert. And they drive, why are you driving like that? <laughs> I mean, it's unsafe enough with all these dinosaurs right. around. Now you're going to speed? You know what? So the actual, though, impetus to get everyone on the island, this particular time, really, really frustrated well, me. Well, you know what? You're right. Because it... On, on a lot of different levels, though. Well, one of the things, you're right, is that the, the main problem with any of these sequels is, what moron, after the first time you went through this crap, does it a second time? Well, all right, so... So, what, what, what annoyed you the most? Because there's right, a few so things that are annoying. The scene after the young girl is attacked. Yeah. We are, Kathy. We're, we're catching up with Ian Malcolm, who is supposed to be meeting John Hammond. Yeah. And... Not that he John is disheveled or anything, but he's taking quite a fall from grace in terms of InGen has got a lot of finance troubles because well John, people died. John Hammond's also turned to this Machiavellian Emperor Palpatine string puller. Yeah. Where he's pulling the strings to manipulate people to do his bidding. So I thought he was gonna send Malcolm to Mustafar this time around. I almost forgot. So we catch up at Hammond Manor or whatever, wherever we are. And it is nice to see Lex and Tim back, even though it's literally like, hi, bye. Let me, that annoyed me this time around. Okay. It's the it most superfluous, you? unnecessary. Yes. On one hand, it was nice to see them. On the other hand, literally their exit is the butler taps them on the shoulder. And says, go. And get out of here. <laughs> go. Mr. Spielberg is done with you. And that was played by Ian Abercrombie. That's right. Who who was the voice of Emperor Palpatine on the Clone Wars series before he died. But he was also in... Um, he was in Seinfeld. Sleepy Hollow, I thought. No, it's Ian McDermott. Okay, I know... Ian McDermott I, also Oh, you know Palpatine. what? No, I know where I know him from. Ian uh, Abercrombie was in Mouse Hunt. Yes. And he was on Seinfeld. He was a character on Seinfeld who cut uh, a Snickers bar... Oh, is that uh, Mr. Pitt? Mr. Pitt, yeah. Oh, and there's another character... Oh, God, who's the other actor in this movie who's from Seinfeld? Ajay? No. Uh, I'll think about it. Tell me, tell me what I know. All right, so then Hammond's nephew comes down. He's essentially taken the helm of Who, who played Cowboy in Full Metal Jacket. Right. And he says that Malcolm had signed the non-disclosure agreement violating the rules of this non-disclosure. Yeah, the NDA. By... Talking about it to the public, which, you know what, it makes sense because when you find out that there's an island full of, you know, essentially AI, like, because Hammond's basically God, right? Like, he created life. And then people died as a result of that. So, it's worth telling somebody. Yeah. Adam and Eve, unfortunately, did not sign NDAs. (laughs) So, that's why we're in our current predicament. But, it's also in that when I realized that Hammond's nephew in this is basically the same character in Fallen Kingdom. Remember, Rafe Spall is the guy who's like... Is he the one who you think is a good guy at the yeah, beginning? Yeah, he's like, I'm one... He says to, uh, what's her face? Bryce, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard Howard. that is yeah. like, oh yeah, you're going to go lead that expedition team. Is to... Rafe Spall the son of Timothy Spall? He might be. I don't know. I, it's That'll change my entire reading of that movie. <laughs> so then Hammond tells... Ian, that there's the second island he is in which, really, the second island bit. So the second island is where essentially they were allowed to 
Which there's zero indication of that in the first movie, by the right. way. Yeah, How convenient is this? In fact, B.D. Wong is in a laboratory hatching dinosaurs. Right. Does that mean they took those dinosaurs from Ila Nublar to Ila Sorn? Or is this just like the show piece? Is this like when you go through the land and you see the, the, the tomatoes growing? Well, it's like, I, I thought that they were suggesting that Ila Sorna is where the dinosaurs can do the nasty. Yeah. Well, but they can't do the nasty. Oh, that's right. They're, they're all... What's that called? Um, scissoring. Because they're all female dinosaurs, remember? <laughs> remember? Although, although, wait a minute. You're right, but how come there's a male? Oh, because in the, fir- in the first uh, one, a male. they evolved because of the frog yes. DNA? Right. Frog DNA somehow works. So when Hammond says that what happened to that little girl on Site B was just awful, and it made me automatically think... How is that not the last nail in the coffin? Because yeah. InGen says that they've been on the brink of Chapter 11 for years already by that point. Mm. Meaning that probably before the island, Hammond had already expended all of his money and was already on the verge of bankruptcy for years. I mean, how much does it cost to grow dinosaurs? That's got to be pretty expensive. Pretty expensive. Then he has an incident where multiple people are killed on one location. <laughs> A young girl is attacked and nearly killed. How is that not the thing that sends InGen essentially just into the gutter? Like, International condemnation. Yeah, you're it right. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And to further the frustration of that is InGen really, honest to God, thinks that by having a San Diego park, which we is revealed to be the big plan, how do they not think that's not the most idiotic and ridiculous move as a company ever we're, so we have these super dangerous dinosaurs that killed people on an un like it's much safer having them closer to people than far away <laughs> that's their, like their idea totally control this they're like, giant elephant with well, they're like you know what we had people we flew people to die let's just have them not have to just drive their right. car to die it just makes right. so much more it's more convenient for engine at that point that really bothered me. Then the second level of that that is really frustrating is that John says that he's already gathered up a team, an excavation team of four people. Uh-huh. And, you know, obviously he had to go into his wallet. Again, how is that possible if he's been on the bankruptcy, you know, for years? But then you have perhaps the crappiest character in any of these movies in Sarah Harding. You do. You're right. Because we find out that she is going to be the paleontologist in this excavation, right? You have Nick Van Owen, who's the documentarian. You have Eddie, who is the essentially the tech guy. I thought that, and I swear to you, I was waiting for a line in this movie, and I thought it was this movie, where someone goes, he shot Eddie. What movie am I thinking of? Oh. He shot Eddie. Oh my, oh my God, he shot Eddie. Oh, what is that from? That's not Rocky Horror. No. <laughs> no, good guess. Okay, they're in a car speeding away with a monkey from a wedding chapel. Uh, oh, God, what is it? He shot Eddie! <laughs> oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. <laughs> okay, the person who says it is Ed Helms. Oh, come on now. Oh, oh. You're um, all fired if you don't know the, this. Uh, the Hangover. The Hangover. Right. Oh, Where my God. It's, it's the wedding... He shot Eddie! <laughs> I was thinking that this entire movie... Jurassic Park 2, The Hangover. I'm waiting for this... Friend. This is my friend. I'm waiting for this line, and it turns out Eddie isn't shot. He's ripped in half by two T-Rexes. So I waited the entire time for someone to say that line. Well, you know uh, what, what kind of bugged me about it this time? And I'm still looking for who the other actor is <laughs> from Seinfeld in this movie. I, yeah. I thought it was... I, if our oh Peter Stromar, he was in an episode where he helps Kramer steal a frogger. I think. oh oh right right right. Any anywho, it but, bothered me that that John Hammond's scheme is because that's really what this is is essentially a massive PR stunt right to generate good publicity. You have these people that he's assembled, and he's basically trying to prove that the dinosaurs can coexist, which is an already ridiculous idea because yeah, this, they were, this will go fine. They were also known to be... Like, at that point... Yeah, there's no question about it. Dinosaurs did exist with each other. But also, like, they also were... There were a ton of predators. They're not going to just... 
peacefully cohabitate. But, That's but, not in their nature. But I think what he wants, it, right, is he wants, like, photos and good publicity so that people won't shut down, won't shut down his company. Yeah. To get super technical. Oh, oh God. We're going to hear about right? the Costa Rican is, government. Watch. Are you going to tell this you? This is what I... This is... No, actually, uh, the... Nicholas, hit me in the head with a frying pan. The, <laughs> the Tyrannosaurus and the Stegosaurus never actually saw each other. Okay, that's a good point. Good point. So you're, you're not only putting members of the same genus or whatever into the mix, but you're also putting them with foreign... Good point. Well, and they did say something about, I guess the movie does try to fill in some of the plot holes. Sometimes it's effective, sometimes it's not. But they say that the predators, like the main big members of the food chain, are in the dead center of the island. And then... But it doesn't make sense about that. If all the predators are in the center of the island, what are they eating? Well, also... They'd have to eat the herbivores. It's supposed to be an un... But they like, eat each other? It's not like Site A, where there's fences and things like that. Like, yeah. So what if they are in the center? They can move. But also, where where were the, the fences? Like, these animals were raised, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we kind of see them a little bit in Jurassic like Park facility? 3. Remember the scene with the, with the Spinosaurus, where they run the, through the, the fence? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I guess well, so. Which, again, brings into point, well, so why'd they build an aviary in Site B if the idea was that supposed <laughs> to be? Point. Well, they're always thinking of expanding, you know? Right. Tokyo, Disneyland, <laughs> Ila Sorna. To just go back to this, the reason that, and th- we haven't even met this person by the point in the movie. when we Julianne Huff? Yeah. Uh, um, more. More. So, Sarah Harding is sent to the island or rather she is begging begging to go to the island this is ian malcolm's girlfriend well john hammond says that though meaning was she that into it or did hammond say go ahead so that he, the only reason he, he he sends sarah harding first only to get ian malcolm to go i'm willing to believe she was excited but her her being there was a manipulation That's by john hammond to get Malcolm to go. Which is now the second time in which... He's been a scumbag? Well, no, but isn't this the same actor who plays Santa Claus in uh, uh, Miracle on 34th Street? So this guy is super manipulative (laughs) in two different movies back to back. Well, one, he was possibly mentally ill. (laughs) That's true. Also, she has the most annoying entrance, I think, of any character. Oh, that that bothered me because... What's his name? Is it Richard Schiff? The guy plays Eddie. Or is it Nick? Who's the, who's the one who's on the rock? No, it's Nick because he's taking photos and he climbs yeah. up over the logs and stuff. And as he's taking photos, Sarah raises her head up and she goes, Hey, Nick! And he like <laughs> is like, Oh, oh! Which, that bothered me too because they're, you know, they see her lucky pack, which they try to make useful again By later. the way, that lucky pack had a lot of storyline in it. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things that they plant for payoff later. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But... He says, Sarah, and then Sarah Harding. And Ian Malcolm goes, what do you think? There's more than one Sarah on this island? <laughs> but then later on in the movie, I noticed, when they're looking for Nick, they go, Nick, 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 Nick Van Owen. Nick Van Owen. <laughs> As though how many Nicks are on? Although, by this point, they're with the the other, like. Yeah, but there's no other Nick. That's true. Yeah, but then there would probably be, like, Klaus or something. That's true. Because that is a villain name. Oh, so Pete Postlewaite, by the way, had only one testicle during the making of this movie. Oh. Because he had testicular cancer, I was reading, prior to the movie, and lost a testicle. Which means his acting was... Right, par for the course. (laughs) (laughs) These are not them. These are (laughs) Tapos. But they're shouting, and then he climbs up over the rock or whatever that's like six feet away. Yeah. And then she pops up. So she did she really not hear them? Even she though they're like so engrossed, she's in her so world. engrossed in her photography. Well, there's a moment. I have, I have a big problem though in this movie. Okay, go ahead. That has not been addressed yet. I feel like we've, we're sliding more towards Anthony's opinion on this movie potentially. It's possible. Well, right now, right now, go ahead. It's good, and I want. I have. I have this well, don't. just kind of sticks in my craw. Why no. do we need Malcolm's daughter at all? Fair, because okay. I will say. Kelly is maybe my least favorite. And this is way before wokeness and all this this stuff. Yeah. This is like okay, you want right, to have no, no, I'm sorry. My notes say she's the second least favorite child in who's the entire the, who's series. Who's your least favorite? 
The kids in those other ones? Yeah. The clone girl? The clone girl. Echo? Echo. That's from uh, Anthony. Echo is a reference to? Yeah. Um, That's not Tomorrowland, is it? Echo is a character in Star Wars The Bad Batch who was a clone, you little... Oh, Echo, the clone? <laughs> you know what? I'm... No, in <sighs> Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, the little girl... Uh, oh, yeah. the little girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, the, who's the grandchild of... I think Kelly beats her, though, because she doesn't do gymnastics. Of J- of James Cromwell. But yeah, the the girl with... Uh, I was I was looking on YouTube the other day, it's just, I guess because I was searching Lost World and, and, you know, you get all these videos from people sitting around living rooms thinking they know what they're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it, oh no. Yeah, no, it was, it was, and, and the headline or the, what do you call that? The thumbnail title oh, okay. was, um, why I like Kelly's acrobatics in Lost World. And I didn't even click on it because I was, uh, that's. It's impossible. Right, that's so, insane. I can't think of any reason to, to have to support on this that. Idea. Quite honestly, you know, like an apex predator. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. By the way, how much centrifugal force or whatever <laughs> did she build up on like that? That girl's like seventy or eighty pounds. Yeah, you mean to knock yeah. over? I mean, she she tapped it. She should fall backwards herself. It's like it's like she like hit a brick wall and just falls right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care how many times she spun around on that rusty not ball. Enough. You're not going to build up enough force to knock that. I don't know much about physics, but I do know you do it know takes that. more than acrobatics to knock a dinosaur off the second floor of a barn. But I think that what's frustrating not only about her being there is that we already have a motivation for why Ian's on the island. I know why they did it. Because thematically... And this should appeal to Anthony. The theme of the movie is about do adults taking care of their offspring. Okay. And they try to... That's the central question. By the way, I'm really digging into this for why right. I do it. But paying very close attention and doing a close reading of the text. Remember Sarah mentions many times about do dinosaurs care for their that's young? That's fair. Yeah, you that, have it with the with the uh, what's what's that called? The t- the, well, they're in the back. Her whole thing is the the T Rex. They and keep then, saying is not a caring or nurturing creature. And then, and then that's probably the most salient example of this to to build a deeper theme. And and so they're saying, okay, we're going to reflect this with our human character, Ian Malcolm. They don't reflect it well, but I think that's the reason. The other reason is there's this theory that. Kids want to see kids in movies. And, I mean, I guess so, but not kids doing acrobatics and knocking a velociraptor out of an attic. But not only that, she's just, she's extremely whiny. I just wanted to make some dinner. Right. I thought it'd be ready by the time you got back. Also, what are you making? Well, the way that that RV looks, it looks like a, a train wreck. And I know that that's the art department being like, what is a kid going to do for dinner? And it looked like that scene in uh, uh, Spy Who Shagged Me when when Felicity's at Fat Bastard's house and they're eating. <laughs> you want some chicken? <laughs> it, looked, it looked like that. Yeah, Kelly, yeah, there's, and, then, and then Malcolm has that really uh, mean line like, well, at least I didn't dump you here and go to, go to Paris. Go to Paris. And then he immediately apologizes, which, of course, is, I think, a very weakly written. I thought he was going to look into the camera and do, like, a public service announcement about not yelling at your child. Yeah, it's just, it's weak. It's weak. And on the note, too. And way weaker than Tim and Lex from the first one. Oh, way, way, way weaker. Because they actually have a reason to be there. Yeah, and then you actually have an arc where, where Grant goes from not liking kids to liking kids. I don't know that Malcolm becomes a better father over the course of well he definitely doesn't by the end of it because then she's gone as soon as yeah i didn't, I didn't you know they get on the they get off the island I and then suddenly that. she's not in the rest of the movie well she's there at the very last scene oh where she fine. gets up and she sits really close to the the tv because she's really interested in the news right <laughs> she really cares about the san diego six o'clock news but you're right she disappears pete Postlewaite disappears for the rest of the movie yep yeah, you know, Anthony. Now, you hate Ian Malcolm. Okay, here we I, go. This is what we, like this Ian is what you, check, you tuned in for, folks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. This is important. I like Ian Malcolm in this movie. I didn't so much like him in the first. You know, that's the most ridiculous thing you've ever said to me in my life. 
He's way better character in the first movie than in this. I gotta have to sit so far back from the microphone so that we don't overmodulate. This is the money. This is the money. I'm gonna have to go into another room. I know Sylvia will be here. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I don't like characters that are like the audience. And you know how, like in the first one, he's like griping all the time. He's the main. He's the main guy here. You know what I mean? So you don't like secondary characters in movies? I, I'm not. You don't like. <laughs> <laughs> For example, so like you don't like say like Boba Fett, who is a. You know, no, because no, he doesn't say anything. So, oh, so if Malcolm said nothing, it'd be if perfect. Malcolm didn't speak a word. He just, I don't know, he's just overly cynical for the sake of being cynical. You know what I mean? Like, but I, there other than the bitch. I so, think that, I don't know how to respond to that. I, I need you to translate, Nick. Taylor's I think steam. that what <laughs> I'm... steam coming out of my ears? Taylor's, I can actually feel your blood pressure rising. That was my hot take for the evening. But I feel like the thing that makes Malcolm... We, we've talked about this before, but, like, there's no real logical reason why Ian Malcolm should be the protagonist Especially in, in the original Jurassic Park novel, he was very much uh, eaten and killed. Well, the other thing, and, and not to defend the nonsense I just heard from Anthony, but Ian Malcolm of this movie is basically a different character than yeah. the first yeah. movie. You're right, he's more cynical... Well, He's still cynical in this one because he's had his whole life destroyed by by the guy from... Right, uh, he doesn't have a reputation anymore. Guys on subways are making dinosaur noises I to saw him. that. I saw you on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like... If you've ever seen Cheers... Watch, I'm going to connect uh, all right, Jurassic uh, Park I'll with Cheers. Okay, let's see. On, on Cheers, you had the character Fraser Crane. Oh, who was a I kind of wacky side character... He was a shrink. When Frazier got his own spinoff, he was kind of neutered. He became more straight, not in terms of his uh, sexual preferences, but in terms of his character. He became the straight man in... Right, because you have the character who, the character who's the center of the movie, typically, is the one that the other wacky characters can revolve around. Well, in a weird way, it's almost like... Well... It's almost like Boba Fett. Uh, well, you know what? I guess... I hate to agree with him. Right? But I was thinking more it's along like the lines of, like, in The Hangover, right? Mm -hmm. If Alan became the central figure. Exactly, exactly. Because okay. he's the one who is the most out there, if he became the focal point, it would sort of already throw a movie into chaos. It's the same reason you can't have Kramer as the main character. Yes. Because it's too out there. You have to bring... Any show that had a character that was a... a really eccentric character there are exceptions like all in the family but any character that was too hot they they don't last too long because there's less you can do right with them. like ducktales and tailspin ducktales and tailspin with uh launchpad but launchpad wasn't the main character of either one yeah i know <laughs> and, and you were better with the boba fett analogy you actually had something there so you had a good point that was a loose one <laughs> I don't know anyone in heaven or hell who says that Malcolm <laughs> is a better... You know one. I guess I do now. I don't know anyone in that place that Rasputin is in in Anastasia, that, that, lim <laughs> that limbo. Uh, but I will say, there are... For all the things that are frustrating me about this movie, at least in this last experience that I had with it, there were still things that held up for me that made me enjoy it. For example... The RV scene... That's my favorite scene in ...is any still probably part. my favorite scene of this entire movie. From the, the moment that the dinosaur or the T-Rex first pops up and they... I would say from the moment they're on, they're on the... Um, what, do you, what do you call that? The cliff? That, no, no, that, uh, that big bucket thing. Oh, the high, uh, the high hide. The hide hide. Hi, hi. And Malcolm hears the T-Rex in the distance and he sort of yeah. turns and we know... That he knows what what's it coming. is coming. From that moment on, it's great. It's this impending sense of, uh oh, we know something bad is coming. And, and it, it does comes. also balance both actually good tension, even though I feel like most people are like, well, this is the halfway point of the movie. They're not going to kill off the main character. Mm -hmm. But there was a good amount of tension with the RV being flipped over, it's sliding down this cliff, the, and the, 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 the mom and dad. 
when they, they push it essentially off the edge of the they cliff. They push it real good, as they as Salt and Peppa once said. Salt and Peppa? Anthony, you a Salt and Peppa fan? Uh, yeah, of course. Anthony, our, our unofficial, uh, what was that? Music supervisor. If I... <laughs> this, yeah, the question about, but that's a great example of rising tension, rising action, and, and more problems and more problems. They fall off the side. And Sarah like, falls onto the glass. When Eddie comes yeah. with the, I oh, thank you, the car that has the winch at the front, he like ties the rope around the tree, and then it starts to fall. Yes. But then he has to go get the the winch, and then he falls down. And then he has to go get the rope, tie it yeah, again. There's a lot there's of good tension, obstacles. which is also then funny because like that part's funny. I like when he gets into the RV and he's like, "All right, you guys need anything else?" And then three cheeseburgers, no onions on mine, and apple turnover. Uh, yeah, and then when Sarah lands on the glass, you're right. You, you know they're not going to kill off Julianne. Uh, not Julianne Hough. What the hell's her name? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. But it's still yeah. You, and you hear the little. Clinking, yeah. cracking glass yeah, yeah, simultaneously with Vince Vaughn trying to grab the the phone, which is on a uh, a strap, which is starting to fall. Which if it falls, is going to break. And then you have Ian Malcolm trying to climb down. It's it's a great scene, mm-hmm. and I I think it's if you're going to watch the movie at all, that's that, the scene. That scene and oh god, the, 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 yeah. What 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 one do you like? Because this is a movie say... that has better scenes. Then, then it's then, whole. Yeah, it's actually yeah, a. Good... I, I think the chips are are better than the cookie. So. What's he saying uh, to me? It's another chips? way of saying that there's individual parts that are. What would we? What do, do with chips that? have to do with the chocolate chips? Gotcha. 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 Taylor and I cannot communicate. That. I really don't know what he says most of the time. Mm-hmm. He's. I hear the words. I understand the words. But when he puts most them the into time. a sentence, That's I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's part of... What 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 other scene do you like? My scene. That I Your always scene. Nick and I always scream constantly. Oh, is okay. This is you're right. The way that the raptors hunt, they get into that's kind of like calling, or almost foreshadowing the third with the whole. This is how the pack thing mm. works with the wolves and the raptors. You're where right. They all get picked off one by one. Yeah, because if, if there's any dinosaurs that have had like a story arc. They're definitely more interested, the and Velocira. particularly in the last few yeah. movies, yeah. With it's blue. It's like Velociraptor Central. Because in the first film, they th- th- there's this whole bit of business about the the, the raptors that they put in a, a new lead raptor, and she killed the others, and they've been testing the fence for weak points. Which you know what though, this scene though is it, and it did make me chuckle, but it is weird because. The Raptors don't make an appearance until ninety minutes into the movie. Because you know, yeah. isn't that strange? Like, well, at least now what we know in terms of how much they—if you think about these last three and the emphasis—it's the same thing in the first film. You you have the scene where they dunk the cow, right? In, but you don't yeah. actually really see the Raptor. You see the Raptor in the beginning, the little kind of quick flash cut. But there's been this overemphasis, em- not, not in a bad way but these last films have emphasized it way more than the first two did the first like they're two basically were, the main knows. characters in these newer they're definitely ones. the main dinosaur because yeah. the, the 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 two t uh, the t-rex the two t-rexes are really the main villain well, everybody right. knows the kitchen scene from the first one but even and that that's true you know I but mean, that's late in the movie it's late that in the movie but we've seen the velociraptors more in the first movie they barely yeah. appear in this movie but which is just odd this is the scene with what's the line, Anthony? Don't go into the long grass. <laughs> Don't go into the long grass. You know what's interesting? I, what, what would Pee Wee Herman sound like if he? That scene. Roland has got to be one of my favorite kind of like bad guys that you root for. Well, yeah, you know what? Roland is maybe the most interesting character. In, in the, the movie. actual movie, Mr. Pete Postlewaite, for sure, and that, obviously he's the star of Pete One Bald Postlewaite. <laughs> I was very sad to hear that he uh, he was dead. I didn't realize that. Yeah, wow. he died a, died a little while ago at this yeah. point. Yeah, he was in uh, what famous movie from Shakespeare? Oh, I was gonna say James and the Giant Peach because I know oh, he, he was, was in, in that, that one too, Anthony. I was. Wasn't he? What was he in that one? What famous 
about two doomed lovers. Hamlet? <laughs> no, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah Pete Postlethwaite as the um, he's so good in this movie. Because you, yeah, you're right. You on the one hand, he's definitely the most rounded character. Mm-hmm. Yes. To the point where at you know his whole thing is I want to kill the T Rex. Well, he doesn't kill it because we still got to have a third act. And he calls it like a bull. I want to hunt the bull. Yeah, I want to hunt the bull. And he's villainous, but he's when he thinks Sarah Harding's been hurt, he checks on her to make sure she's all right. Ultimately, when his friend is killed, he doesn't actually care anymore about. He realizes that he's done he's with done his hunt, or that this was the wrong thing to have done for so long. And you know what, though, like this is another reason that Sarah really annoys me as a character Please. in this time because what what's his face Hammond says that her whole thing is observation without interference, right? And she even says that multiple times, that they're basically there just to observe and document. But then she says, if we so much as bend a blade of grass, right? We, we yeah. like, we're interfering with nature by that point. But she's standing on the island. She's touching Doesn't dinosaurs she ba- on the face. Doesn't she rub a baby? Uh, she she ru- she uh, puts her hands out in front of a stegosaurus's face and she's all, ha, and... Not only is she going against her own, her whole, like, thing. Isn't her, that her whole her thing? Her own ethos. True. But then she is actually so stupid to the point when they do the surgery on the baby T-Rex, you know, it's got blood on. Where she know. uses gum as an adhesive? And then yeah. she's wearing the shirt that has dino blood on the sleeve all over it. And that's when... P. Postlewaite even says, is that, are you all right? And she's like, no, it's not my blood. She continues to wear the shirt, even though she even says, you know, T-Rex. Uh, oh, you mean because it's probably smelling. It's smelling its blood because she's like, T-Rexes were great trackers. Did she and have, have a shirt to change? Yeah. I guess they had to have had something to change it. Well, I guess they or had to. Or just take off that, just take off. Take off the hat. <laughs> but it's a, it's an overshirt. So just take it off. Throw it in the garbage. There were not enough topless women in this movie, I must say. (laughs) One major... You know what the strangest thing about Sarah Harding is, though? That she brings Crackle candy bars in their tent, in that little, like... Crackle, but not Crunch, which they do in the the third movie. Right. That's the number one bear rule. Like, it's gonna go in the tent to find the Crackle. You don't have to say that scene I actually like. Where it's right over... Yeah, where... That was pretty scary. Where Sarah Harding and, um... What's the girl's name? Kelly. Kelly. And I think that's what also adds to the more, like, cynical elements of this movie is that, like, when they start doing their first dino hunt, like, when Pete Postlewaite and his group shows up, you know, there's something already inherently sad about these creatures that already shouldn't exist being (laughs) hunted down for sport. They don't show it, but you know that they break that dinosaur's leg (laughs) and use it as bait. And, like, you also know that they're going to take these animals. I guess you see it in the scene... Where uh, they're in the cages and yeah. they're doing some kind of weird, yeah. like zoom, zoom pitch. <laughs> and, but when you say about the cynical, you know what I, I think also about is how this film really leans into almost being a horror movie. I mean, yeah. particularly the scene, the uh, what's the line? But the little boy. In- no, no, you're don't line. go to the long grass. Oh, don't go to the long grass. That <laughs> scene is a very similar. You would see that like. Like teenagers running through a field of corn and a yeah. guy with an axe cutting them down. But you don't see the killer until it jumps. I mean, it's a great, it's a great scare. That, and then also later on the scene at the end where uh, Hammond's nephew, what's his name, Ludlow? Yeah. When he's being bitten by the little dinosaur and the big dinosaur is going to, and he's crawling, he's like slithering away on his stomach. As as the gates are closing in I on mean, him, I mean that's like out of a Sam Raimi movie almost. Yeah, because you know, like, it's like great. moving across. It's kind of it's kind of hopeless in that. Yeah, way. and and it's. I mean, there are certainly horror elements in the first one. I mean, the scene where uh, Laura Dern is being chased is by being the... chased, and she leans against the wires, and Sam Jackson's yeah. severed arm comes oh, out. There, there are these horror elements. But I just this feel one like leans... maybe that first one still has slightly more fun in it. Oh, I was just gonna say it's diluted by fun. There's very few fun moments, and not to not to ever disagree with Anthony ever in my <laughs> life. No, never ever. In in the first one, you at least have Ian Malcolm with his like quip to and... to balance out yeah, that, and you also have the humor and, and camaraderie a little bit between Alan Grant and the kids and the kids. So it and it's fun. You're you're seeing these dinosaurs for the first time. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern is is diving like 
like Peter Griffin and Scrooge McDuck's <laughs> money. And I will so say, I do think, though, that this one does make you, I think, more authentically feel bad for the dinosaurs than in any of the other ones. I would agree. Because yeah. I, it keeps making me think about Fallen Kingdom, probably because I don't like that one the most. You know how in that movie when the, um, not the hurricane, the volcano is, you know, finally blowing up the biggest and you see that one that's kind of billowing in the distance and it gets mm. swooped up by the fire. That I didn't feel as bad for as I did like when, or when Peter Starmare he zaps the one with a taser. Like it's a tiny little dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. They also willingly break a baby T-Rex's leg and I know that's going to grow up to be a big T-Rex. Mm. But I still feel bad for the animals inherently. Now, is that the same? This is this is an in-universe theory. I don't know Which if you, you know about you this. Which you, you told me about last Did time. Did I mention this in the last year's episode? Yeah, you told me about it. Anthony, do you know this theory? That in 3, where they stumble upon a baby... They, they're at... Um, oh, no, 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 It's no, no. after the... Uh, I'm mixing it up. I'm, it's I'm after the Spinosaurus yeah, fight. Or where, before where the Spinosaurus. Where there, there's a, a young adolescent T-Rex that's then killed by the Spinosaurus in that's 3. Right, yeah. The theory is that that adolescent is actually the baby from Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. That he was then murdered by the Spinosaurus in by the third the one. I don't know. No one has that confirmed. Was a big, that was a ballsy move by... Uh the whole team to kind of kill the mascot. Well, I think, of, yeah, I think, well, I think that was their way of saying, oh, well, this is a bigger, badder dinosaur. Scary dino. But, and then they had to make an alien for the, for the other one. What's he talking about? Uh, well, that it's a, a hybrid. It's not like an authentic, yeah. real alien means from another. Right. It's a weird thing. That's, that's, like that's King Ghidorah, I think. I'm thinking. <laughs> King Ghidorah. You're yeah. mixing up. But then also, some of the human characters, like, I, all, I do feel bad when Eddie dies. Oh, Eddie's, of course. Eddie is probably my, the only... You know what's... To reference what you were saying before, you did have those few humorous moments of him pulling out the cord, I thank you, and, and tying around the tree and all <laughs> or that. Or when he's like... Uh, he says something about... The like, cheeseburger. He's, he's slapping the, the phone onto the thing. He's like, how do you make this work, Eddie? And he's like, you could just push on. Right, but then a few minutes later, he's he's ripped in half. Yeah, it's really sad. It is yeah. sad, because I like Eddie... Uh, not Eddie Deason. No, but he you do like him as well. No, that's what I want to see in Jurassic Park 6. Yeah, I would say the only other... I want to see Eddie Deason show up. I would say the <laughs> other person that I feel most bad for who dies is Udesky. Who's that? Yeah. In 3. Mr. Udesky. Um, Michael Jeter. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you like those... Oh, Richard Schiff is the actor's name. Okay, you were right. Oh, and he was in 7. The movie Seven, right? Yeah, not so Jurassic, Seven, not it. Jurassic Park Seven. He shows up as a hunk of duty <laughs> in Jurassic Park Seven. From what I was looking at, the the other major thing that people seem to be annoyed about with this movie is the San Diego bit. Is San Diego? Yeah. And I don't here's know, my frustration. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I I wasn't annoyed. I'm not I'm not necessarily annoyed with it, but there are some things that really work and I really enjoy. But then there are some things that don't work for me so it's like this weird half of the last 30 minutes work and then half doesn't and it's a weird thing that all of a sudden like in the last 20 minutes like the movie has essentially ended yeah. momentum wise and now we're going on to this, we're still going something that's kind of tacked on although that's like, seen... like here huh? the next point earlier with ingen being this brilliant company that makes all these great moves it's perfect for them like this stupid stunt that they sure do. it is a dumb it is a dumb move especially you're having like a press conference at like three in the morning well yeah. <laughs> when everyone's asleep thank you gentlemen for being here so late in the early early morning <laughs> uh sandra brought coffee and donuts for everyone <laughs> an old man fashioning a guy had a lot in really just stopping to think about how the San Diego bit even starts. If you think about it for more than half a second, it is the dumbest, most idiotic thing ever because they say, Oh, the boat is off the, you know, it's off the Harbor, but it seems to be going really fast and they're trying to get it to slow down and it's not slowing down. They're like, Hey, stop, stop, stop. And it rams directly into the dock and they're like, what's going on here? And then they get onto the deck of the ship and which, you're like, the crew is, which is an, all over the place. Which is another, Almost horror element. Right. In fact, in the original novel Dracula, famously there's a scene where a ship drifts into port and the 
British people get onto the boat thinking, where is everybody? And they find everyone dead because Dracula, Dracula was on the boat. But this one has one of the stupidest logic things of so all time. you see that... And now, maybe yeah. as a kid, I got frightened by it because you see the, the one you person's Shelby hand. Overman's hand floating through. And it's on the steering wheel. Totally not close to where any dinosaur... How, how did a T-Rex... Unless... Was it the bait? Oh, no. The baby wasn't on there. How, but how did a T-Rex, nonetheless, get out of the holding cell, eat everyone on the... Like, that was still a perfectly preserved ship until it rammed into the boat. And also, why is he leaving so much waste? This is a... <laughs> this a picture of uh, Squidward eating the Krabby Patty, like, <laughs> yeah. through the window, taking that little bite. <laughs> You're right, because, first of all, okay, it's, it's not a large... What do you call that? Wheelhouse? What do you call that? Oh, like where the like where the people steer where, the where boat. You drive the wheelhouse. Yeah, like a like a, a deck or a docker. Yeah, the wheelhouse with with, with a steer. How did how did, did he take his tongue and, and stick did he, his tongue <laughs> through the window and, and use somehow his he eats all the people on the ship, still leaves body parts there. I guess he's but then somehow just he just decides okay I've had enough and goes down underneath back into the loading dock it and I'm somehow closes I'm, it on itself. Well, remember they show the, the the they cut to the guy who's dead with the thing in his. But how did that guy lead the the T Rex back onto the? I'm picturing like when you eat a watermelon and you bite into a watermelon and you start spitting out the seeds. seeds. Like I I'm guess, picturing this dinosaur right. picking up. The, the human beings munching on them and spitting out their bones like watermelons. So that was annoying. Yeah, the hand works as like a horror shock, but logically it makes no sense. That, unless, the, the, is this thing from uh, oh. from uh, Adam's family? That's, that's, how, that's how I was born. <laughs> that, this hand crawled. <laughs> that, <laughs> If, if that logic serves, Thing was the only one that survived. Yeah, Thing was right. Thing was the only he survivor. Was the sole survivor. How did Thing end up in the Adams family's house as a arm? He was on the boat in Lost World Jurassic Park, and he crawled from the and, and pulled the. It makes no sense in real life. Of course, by the way, none nothing of this, in this makes, makes sense because you can't bring a dinosaur back to life. <laughs> and you certainly wouldn't build a theme park and be so stupid <laughs> as to try it a second time. So while that's really stupid and annoying, I actually kind of like, though, the dinosaur, like, peeking its head into the little boy's room. Like, that's kind of creepy. That's I, cool. I have a very distinct memory of seeing this movie for the first time, and the only part I remembered seeing is where he lifts up his head and he's got the, the chain. The, yeah, because he ate the dog. That's very, that's that's depressing. Yeah. That's the okay, that's the third death in a Jurassic Park movie. That's really That upsetting. bothers me because, you know, that yeah. dog was just, just hanging out. Yeah. Also, why do these people chain this poor dog outside? That's bad dog ownership. Yeah. You know what? You deserve to have your dog eaten by a T-Rex. I actually kind of, even though it is stupid and teeters on funny... I do kind of like the dinosaur pushing the bus into the blockbuster. <laughs> did, did I don't you, know. I just kind of find you, it. That's cool. Did you notice what some of the posters were? There was one called Jack and the Beanstalk, but with Robin Williams. And it's in the in the font of, oh. of the movie Jack, where he plays the That's boy. fun. And the other one is uh, William Shakespeare's King Lear starring... Arnold oh yes, that's right. I did which see I that. Which I didn't really notice. That's that. kind of fun. Oh, wow. And you know what's strange? Now that I think that, now that you point this out, it's a good point. The only funny moments come in the last twenty minutes of the movie. Like the guy who gets eaten by is David Cap. David Cap, who's the writer. And they should. He really should have eaten him before he wrote <laughs> Indiana Jones Four and uh, Mordecai. But there's some. There's funny moments. The ball from the. The gas station. Which, by the way, was a gag we created for a movie that no one ever saw. <laughs> of Anthony leaning against the Epcot ball and the ball just chasing him. That was our idea. Even, right. though, even though that predated right. us. But it's strange. Now that I think about it, yeah, there were some funny moments. By the way, funny in, in, the, in the loosest sense. Chuckle-worthy. The, the biggest chuckles. Really yeah, because like even some of the lines that this fish, I mean, it was a fish out of water story for a few minutes of a dinosaur in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, I must say there are still some funny Ian Malcolm isms where he says something about, oh, it's when him and Sarah are fighting my, a little bit. Cracked. Oh God. <laughs> but like him and Sarah are having an argument in front of Kelly and she starts to chime in and he goes, it's so important for your future that you don't continue that sentence. But you see Ian Malcolm of the first movie, I don't think he would say that. You know why? Because he was awful. Oh, God. Wow. 
So you prefer Alan Grant. Alan Grant is your central Jurassic Park character. Yes. That's not actually wrong. No. But that, It's that, just the other reason that you have for it is stupid. But it, but the other part, <laughs> although my one of my favorite shots in any Jurassic Park, and it's not that it's a good shot, but it's kind of a, it technically looks good, is where they're in the car with the T-Rex baby, and the, 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 the father T-Rex hears the baby yeah. and turns his head and looks at them. Creepy. Right. I also appreciate, having also watched you know, an hour into Godzilla versus Kong. I also do appreciate the use of practical effects. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I heard. Oh God. This can be verified. I hear this. Uh, that the actual T-Rex animatronic. What am I doing next? Generate... The bullshit meter is <laughs> going on. Look it up. Look it up. It could generate uh, so much force when it turned its head. The actual animatronic was so massive. That if you were in the way, you could get killed. What's he talking about? He's saying that the power behind <laughs> the animatronics, at least for the dinos- the T-Rex, like its head, if it like it whipped. I don't believe a word he says to me. If he said it was a blue sky, I'd say, oh God, the, 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 the sky is orange now? Look at it, look, look. I don't believe a word. If you said to me the date, I wouldn't believe it. You know what? Though, I've got like- a bizarre thing to tell a lie about. <laughs> What a bizarre and, thing. Wait, let me look this up. I'm looking I don't care if you got documentation from Stan Winston himself. I don't believe it comes out of you. <laughs> Hold on. Go uh, ahead, Nicholas, while he while he, so, he's while, changing while Wikipedia. While the San Diego thing probably bothers a lot of people, like this newest one, that's the whole movie. Yeah, this idea. You know, I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but part of that is exciting because there's something kind of both very cool yet very silly about seeing a dinosaur just in the wild. That idea is pure B movie to me, and, and, and not in a in, in a negative way. In a way that oh, that's a fun like okay, giant ants or a mm-hmm. big spider is attacking. The idea that okay, these human beings and dinosaurs have to coexist. Okay, interesting premise. As long as it's not taken. Too, too seriously. seriously. One of the things I did like, I do like about Kong versus God, whatever it's called, right, is that they don't ever take it overly serious. Yeah, and I think the San Diego thing leans more into it not being serious. And you compare that though with Fallen Kingdom, where at times it's downright pretentious, right? That we're 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 taking dinosaurs and we're selling them like the uh, Texas. What's that called? Uh, that road show, Antiques Roadhouse Road Show, <laughs> where we're selling. You have one lot, which is a, an old chair, and the next is a velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they really take it to a ridiculous part. Had you not had the San Diego bit, where would you have ended the movie? When you finished at the island. Like right at the island. To take it from the island to a new location, to me... If it was going to do that, then it, it would have needed to have done it. Weirdly, that is maybe where Fallen Kingdom understands it a little bit better, because... They do that halfway through the movie. I think you're right. So your mind as the audience gets to adjust to it now being a new location. Or there should have been... I I think they try to keep the momentum by showing that the T-Rex has been captured. But for me, there's a momentum loss. As soon as they get on the helicopter. Exactly. Once that whole thing, I feel like we've lost momentum. Or, Or it should have been earlier on. Or you should have saved it. And actually, you know what, too? When the San Diego bit starts and Ian Malcolm and Sarah drive up, Sarah almost, not hijacks the remainder of it, but she tries to be the new main character for a while. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't work. But what's interesting is that uh, the San Diego part was originally supposed to be for a third movie, but Spielberg wanted to direct that sequence. Knew he wasn't going to do a third movie, so kind of shoved it i thank you in into this one. and i think that's very obvious if you watch it she did get very clary starling at the end did you find that information anthony i did uh it comes directly from uh, your boy there uh mr winston the baby t-rex had two practical versions one fully contained remote control versions that the actors could carry. I don't believe. And then another one that was hybrid. I don't believe both hydraulic with cables that could actually kill mouth. you if it's not I the wrong don't way. believe anything he says to me. 
So, in case you were missing that, Anthony, he said he doesn't believe a word out of your mouth. What's the date? What's the date today? Uh, the twenty third. I don't believe of, you. Of March. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of ranking, yeah. I still put three over this, and I. Wow. There's there's elements that I like <laughs> in this one, but I just don't think that it's one that I would watch over three you, like i still found myself being like you wouldn't watch on a sunday afternoon no yeah three cookie for you is better than three three better. remains the ideal sunday afternoon movie i agree with you because i feel like this is just not as fun all right three is silly True. but it, there's fun in its silliness and i still maintain they shouldn't have been any of these right. it was fine after the first one John Hammond even says, I don't venture this. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't invest in my park anymore either. Yeah, even John Hammond doesn't care if the park is open at the end of his movie. <laughs> he says, nope. Yeah, I think I would go. I personally do think all of the first three are endlessly rewatchable. But I don't, I think of the three, this is the least rewatchable. Mm-hmm. I have to rewatch. I know I don't like Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. I know I liked parts of of um jurassic, jurassic world. world even though it, i like jurassic world like the bits like the nostalgic bits mm-hmm. but most so it's a similar situation where yeah. at least for four the parts are not as good as the whole yeah i mean it's a fun i i mean anything that, that rips off jaws 3d for me is a good movie yeah. you know i mean i'm still waiting for them to do die hard in the mall but they just rip <laughs> it off yeah i guess i would go no this because I, I, I haven't seen four in a long time I may have said. No, you said it went. It went and got worse as it went along. Yeah, in terms of wanting to watch, I think in terms of quality, two is still better. Two is in terms of its technical merits. I don't think that the, the technology is quite as good in three. No, but if I'm going to watch, I go one, three, two, and maybe so. that's maybe that's probably Anthony? what I'm getting at. I would. Yeah, I like three a lot, but I'd say I'd have to go one. One, three, two as well. I don't believe you. His fa- his new favorite is actually Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. I don't believe a, <laughs> right. a word. Honestly, I, I really want to know how they're going to figure out Star Lord and Dr. Alan Graham in this new one. What's but, he saying to me? Something about how he's figuring out Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard in that. Is that what I got from you? Uh, and and uh, what's it called? Uh, Jeff Goldblum and. Uh, oh, and the original trio. The entire original cast, yeah. Safer, Hang up on him. <laughs> Obscure Obsessions 2 is directed and produced by Taylor and Nick Sicario and is a co-production with Tan Productions. Special thanks to Anchor for podcast distribution and to Twin Musicom and Walpurnian Music for providing the score. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for episode details, previews, and more. And check out our blog at obscureobsessionsblog.blogspot.com for movie recommendations, lists, reviews, and articles. We thank you for your continued support.